we always look at new social media and all the things that are changing. We always look at those uh, opportunities as, you know, what are we really going to get out of it? Do we have the time to use it? And um, what is our purpose? How does this ultimately lead back to educating consumers on personal finance? And with this in particular, using incentives uh, to get people to share their stories, that was a little bit of a wall to climb over because uh, we wanted them to learn from their spending habit and ultimately get something out of this. We really felt that if we gave them money, they would make a better decision next time. And that's how we framed it. That's Lauren Burke, Marketing and Communications Associate for the National Endowment for Financial Education. She's our guest on this edition of the Society for New Communications Research podcast. I'm your host, Steve Lubetkin. In the fall of 2008, the National Endowment for Financial Education launched Spendster.org. It's an online confessional on the web for everyday Americans to answer the simple question, why did I buy that? The website encourages consumers to make videos of their impulse buys, their regretful purchases, or stuff they never use, and then post it to the website. The website also features a calculator where users can quantify how much money they wasted on certain items and articles, and it's designed to help users make better choices with their money the next time they make a purchase. The whole site is a lighthearted way of accomplishing the endowment's ultimate goal of behavior change in consumers. The National Endowment for Financial Education is a national private nonprofit foundation. It's been educating Americans on personal finance basics for more than a quarter century. NEFE delivers education through a number of channels, including a high school curriculum for the classroom, collaborative materials produced through partnerships, and most recently using web-based resources and consumer websites like spendster.org. Joining us on the podcast today is Lauren Burke, Marketing and Communications Associate for the National Endowment for Financial Education. For the past two and a half years, Lauren's been communicating with everyday Americans through a variety of media in an effort to learn about their financial behaviors and teach them the basics about money management. Lauren tapped her journalism background from uh, her studies at the University of Missouri School of Journalism to experiment with social media and digital communications, and she tries to make money matters more interesting and understandable to consumers. And specifically, she's responsible for managing the endowment's video-sharing website, spenster.org. The National Endowment for Financial Education was recognized with the Nonprofit Award in the Society for New Communications Research Excellence in New Media Awards in 2011. Lauren, thanks for joining us on the Society for New Communications Research podcast. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So, Lauren, tell us a little bit first about the National Endowment for Financial Education. What exactly is the organization and why did you need to get involved in a social media project to engage consumers? Sure. Well, we're a nonprofit private foundation based in Denver. We've been around for about 25 years, and our mission is just to educate all Americans to better manage their finances. And we're talking about the basics here, not a too complicated where you would pay a financial investor to help you out with investments. We're talking about the basics like, you know, writing a check all the way up to, um, you know, planning for your family and planning for college. And um, so we, we do that in a lot of different ways. We have a high school financial planning program and different curriculum that we use. Uh, Teachers teach things in the classroom. And then we have a lot of different websites. So we're always trying to experiment with new ways to get through to consumers with those financial basics. And that's what led us to social media is that 
we noticed that a lot of consumers were using that to learn and communicate with their peers and others and, and even brands. And so that's how we got into that. And it's been an exciting ride of, for, from Facebook to contests to different elements on our websites. Uh, and it's been really fun and successful for us. So the, the project that you actually were recognized for involved getting people to admit that they were buying things that they may not have needed. Talk a yes. little bit about that. Sure. Well, um, one of our first social media projects was to educate consumers on a topic that all of them can relate to, which is spending. And we thought that everybody has that junk drawer um, at home or that garage that's full of stuff that you never use. And we wanted to uh, get people to admit to that. Um, So in 2008, we built what we call our online confessional. Um, And it's just a website where we let people share their spendster stories, as we call them. So it's an item you bought that has dust on it and is you've never used or, um, you know, maybe a coffee buying habit that you just can't kick. Um, So we uh, to do that, we asked them to make videos about that bad habit or showing us that bad purchase. And then we asked them to say, well, what should you have done with your money uh, instead? Or maybe if you have that same option in the future, what should you do with your money next time? Um, that, that site, spenster.org, also has a lot of different calculators and other tools that um, they can even actually go on and say, here's what I spent on it and here's what this item could have been worth if I had put it in a savings account or if I, if I had used travel miles, where could I have gone if I hadn't made this purchase? So it's just a place where they can go and share their stories and learn from others and then also calculate uh, how they're actually wasting their money. So how did you actually promote the site? Would you use traditional uh, PR techniques to promote it? Well, we, we started with traditional PR, um, blogger outreach, Facebook. We created a Facebook account. Um, and then actually we did two national video contests. So we were realizing that when you ask for video from people, especially uh, confessing a spending habit, is you need to give them an incentive for that. So we actually, in 2010 and 2011, we held two national video contests. One was called Spencer Second Chance, and one was called Reality Check Challenge. And basically that was saying, hey, if you do this for us, we'll give you some of your money back so that you can make a better decision next time. So that allowed us to take the site and really propel it through social media and um, other uh, aspects. And that was really successful for garnering a lot of videos and getting a lot of buzz to Spencer. I was going to say, you had a lot of uh, participation, both from people actually submitting videos and also from people voting on the videos. Talk about the results a little bit. Through both contests, we got 230 videos, and it really showed us that not just our target audience of 18 to 30-year-olds had these spending habits, but we got everyone from a 4-year-old talking about her parents' spending habits to even retirees saying, I wish I wasn't doing this because now I'm working on my money now, and uh, you know, it's it's becoming wasted and everything. And so um, we, it showed us that everybody has a Spencer story. And then we chose to do public online voting because, you know, if you submit your own story, that'll help you share um, because you want to get votes, as many votes as you can. Um, it really helped with the success of the contest because people were sharing it. Uh, people were encouraging their friends to enter, too. And um, it 
you know, took four weeks, four to five weeks, we allowed for entries and it really created a lot of buzz around that. What do you think it is about uh, having a, a contest, particularly a video submission contest that makes people want to engage? It's, it seems to work for a lot of different organizations, but it worked particularly well for you. The important part is once they see a couple other people who are sharing their habits and um, sharing videos, uh, that encourages them to enter. We started with videos as, as our user-generated content because that really brings you inside their home and really is showing you how they act at home and what their spending habit is. And um, maybe in their garage, you know, it shows you that actual wasted item. And it's really telling. It really gives you a lot of personality to the entrance. And um, I think that was successful because once people started submitting, they, you know, shared it with their friends and they felt more comfortable, uh, you know, sharing their wasted item if they saw someone else on video doing the same thing. And then really, you know, the public voting, uh, you know, if you can share it with your family and friends, that's just a way to get more votes. And people got really into the competition of, um, you know, trying to beat the next person up. Um, We also offered a lot of incentives, a a large number, and then um, several grand prizes. So we had 100 prizes available for uh, the first contest and 50 prizes available for the second. And knowing that you have that availability and, you you know, if you enter, you have a pretty strong likelihood if you get your friends to vote for you uh, to win that and make a better decision with your money, um, that helped too. Your obvious primary goals were to increase the awareness of the Spencer site mm-hmm. and to get the community to grow uh, both on the site and on Facebook and also get a lot of videos from people. But you also had the secondary goal of building goodwill, building bridges to people, people and developing those stronger relationships for future engagement. How well did that secondary goal work out for you? Well, it worked out well because uh, we built our contest as a microsite on our current site. Um, So instead of using a different platform that was maybe more expensive or that was a third party, we used a firm to help us build our contest on our site. So that, while they were driving all the traffic to the contest pages, that got a lot of people to Spenster in general. So, you know, once they submitted their entry, they were able to go and calculate their own spending habit. Um, all of that traffic was driving to our brand of Spenster. So that was really helpful in increasing, you know, repeat users and um, having the contest back-to-back in back-to-back years. We were able to contact past winners and say, hey, we're, you know, we're doing another contest Uh, you should get your friends to enter and participate in the voting. So that helped too. And I mean, we're planning to do additional contests too, but in a different way, um, specifically on Facebook uh, this year, we're going to engage that community um, as a new contest platform for us. So we're always learning on that. Um, But yeah, having that on our site really helped get people to Spencer and recognize that name. And then, you know, so next time they come back, um, they're able to use it as a tool. You also had uh, a little bit of skepticism in your senior management, uh, and you had to <laughs> persuade people that, that using social media was going to be a valid tool. How did, mm-hmm. how did that piece of the uh, goals and objectives work out for you? Well, I think um, being a small staff, we always look at new social media and all the things that are changing. We always look at those Uh, opportunities as, you know, what are we really going to get out of it? Do we have the time to use it? And um, 
what is our purpose? How does this ultimately lead back to educating consumers on personal finance? And with this in particular, using incentives uh, to get people to share their stories, that was a little bit of a uh, wall to climb over because uh, we wanted them to learn from their spending habit and ultimately get something out of this. So framing the contest as this is your second chance and, and having the entrance tell us, what should you have done with your money uh, instead of making that purchase? Uh, we really felt that if we gave them money, they would make a better decision next time. And that's how we framed it. So um, the other way was, you know, we have learned through having the site for a couple of years that video is one of the highest barriers to participation for people. Not everyone's comfortable in getting out there and making a video, especially about their bad spending habits. So we were able to, you know, show through the success of the uh, website that, you know, if we add incentives to this, you'll get more and more videos. And, and that showed with, you know, 230 videos from these contests. So your mission as an organization is financial education, primarily for consumers. You've done the education piece about, you know, wasteful spending. What are some of the other areas you hope to use social media to educate people about? We use social media for one of our main consumer sites, Smart About Money. Um, that is a demographic of a lot of moms and families. So we've been using Facebook to grow our communities and foster communication on there. So we've been doing a lot more output on Facebook. We also have a community forum on that site as well. So it's really helping people answer their financial questions through the help of other people's stories. So we're, we're investigating peer-to-peer -peer communication because you might not listen to a website or an expert, but if you listen to someone who's going through the exact same thing as you are or can tell you how they did something, um, we're trying to foster that communication through Facebook and through community building on our websites. Um, and that's been really successful because, um, you know, social media is all about talking to other people who you can relate to. As you were going through the process of putting the, uh, the program together, did you encounter any surprises, any, any things that you didn't anticipate when you were doing your planning? Well, um, contests in general were a whole new experiment for us. Um, you have to find ways to deal with uh, people trying to work around the rules of your contest, people cheating and voting, um, also, you know, getting people to enter. So uh, putting some videos up there so they feel like they can add their video as well. Um, also keeping partic participation easy. So we made it easy to enter, easy to upload your video. Uh, easy to vote and share with your friends. If you can, you know, make it as easy as possible for people to participate in your site or upload content, um, that's that's really what we focused on for those contests. And then really, you know, you work from budget year to budget year. And so when um, for our first contest, we had a bigger budget than for our second one. So you had to kind of be a lot smarter about how you use the money and, um, it really showed that even if you're a nonprofit, you can do this sort of thing if you're smart about the channels you use and, um, you know, the way you go about it. And, and you mentioned the voting. You, you actually had people trying to stuff the ballot box. <laughs> yes, yes, through uh, mobile voting and other ways. And so that was uh, made it really important for having some social media support and some tech 
people who can go behind the scenes to the back end of your contest and say, okay, here's, we can prove that this person is trying to get around and here's how they're doing it. And so then, you know, we dealt with it in different ways and people were very open to it. You know, uh, people will admit to what they're doing. Um, but that, that was definitely something if other firms are uh, doing contests, it's definitely something to consider because when there's money at stake, um, people will do a lot of different creative things to um, up their ante. Going forward now, you've got this project out of the way. What are some of the other social media initiatives you might have on the table? For Spencer in particular, we're going to be adding some different elements to the website, um, educational elements like interactivity with financial calculators, um, we're going to add a piece to Spencer that's the help a friend campaign. So it's, um, you know, using the peer to peer communication that social media so uh, happily fosters um, to get people to uh, rat out their friends and uh, help them with their spending habits instead of just, you know, showing their own. Hopefully they can both show us and, and learn from their spending habits. And then just keeping up with our Facebook pages, we're, we're looking into new things like Pinterest. But again, it's always for a nonprofit with a small marketing team. Um, we always think thoughtfully about our social media um, and, and what we think will be effective in communicating with um, our users. Well, it sounds great. It's a worthwhile project. I think we all could use a little bit of financial literacy, certainly. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast with us. Sure. Thank you. Lauren Burke is Marketing and Communications Associate for the National Endowment for Financial Education, NEFE. They were the winners of the Nonprofit Award in the Society for New Communications Research Excellence in New Media Awards for 2011. You can read more about their entry at sncr.org forward slash node forward slash 453. We produce this program in the studios of Lubetkin Global Communications in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, on the web at lubetkin.net. For everyone at the Society for New Communications Research, this is Steve Lubetkin. You can contact me at steve at lubetkin.net or on Twitter as Podcast Steve. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.